Thanks so much for downloading the Nightcap podcast. We appreciate the support and we'd love to know that you are enjoying the pod. And now you can become a proud member of the Nightcap podcast tribe. Along with our weekly catch-ups and up-and-coming series with more amazing guests, we've created some bespoke Nightcap podcast clothing, which you can get online now. We've teamed up with our friends at T-Mill to create t-shirts and hoodies in various sizes, colours and fits for both men and women. Yeah, we chose T-Mill for several reasons. They make these clothes with 100% natural materials using organic materials that are better for the environment. They use the sun and wind to power the production of these products, plus they they will send you your order in packaging made from plants, not plastics. And the best thing is they look great and they feel great. You can just tell their quality so there's no knockoff merch here. Yeah, it's as simple as this. Go to thenightcap.tmill.com. That's thenightcap.tmill.com to order your Nightcap podcast merch now. Hello and welcome to the Nightcap. We are upstairs at Salt on Wednesday, the seventh of February. Beautiful day outside. Me and Paul having a coffee and a catch up. Yeah. All right, mate. Uh, I mean, been better. Been better. <laughs> I don't even know where to start this week, to be honest, because we've had a couple of weeks off and we've both done so much, but also so much has happened in the world. And like yeah. we just said before we started recording, perhaps like we'll just get straight into the thick of things and sort of address the elephant in the room a bit. But, exactly. Um, yeah. 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 How do you want to? You know, so over to you, mate. Um, yeah, I mean, so, yeah, the elephant is, and most people will be aware, and there's been a lot of people on the, that listen to the podcast that message me, which I'm very grateful for, and oh, have been very nice. supportive. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, we've lost our Michelin star, which was a shock, mm. to be honest, and that, you know, a genuine surprise, that's without any layer of arrogance at all, like, I know what we are, I know what standard we are, and how consistent we are. Obviously, there's something gone on that they didn't like. Yeah. Um, but they called me a week before. So the awards were Monday the 5th. Mm-hmm. But they called me the Monday previous and yeah. just made me aware. Um, spoke to them for a while. There was no feedback as such. It was very generic, very non-specific. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, I guess I'm not too shocked that, that that they did that. Yeah. But um, it's one of those, isn't it? Yeah. It's, and quite, it just, it's always been mysterious anyway. Yeah. Um, but, and whilst I appreciate <clears throat> the call in the sense that it you know, allowed me to speak to Laura, speak to Gibbo and speak to the team yeah. just to kind of like, I don't know, prepare everyone for it rather than it just be, you know, a shock on the day. Mm-hmm. Um, so you could kind of get your ducks in a row and then just, you know, get not past it, but let it sink in before yeah, it comes out and everybody knows. Um, so, yeah, so I appreciated the call for that. But then <laughs> you're like, oh, why didn't you call me six months ago? Yeah, so like, true. You, yeah. you know, I mean, I, they don't have to do anything. They don't owe us anything. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But it's like a courtesy. Uh, so like, what can I, what can I do now? Mm-hmm. You know, they came sometime around, what, September? They tweeted about us in September and it, you know, there's nothing that you'd read into really on the, the mm-hmm. tweet. But yeah, just, uh, yeah, yeah, it's an odd one. Because now they don't, and I don't know anyone actually, that has announced inspections. They used to do a lot of announced ones where they didn't, don't tell you afterwards and somewhere they do, but now they don't ever, as far as I'm aware, announce afterwards. So yeah. sometimes, you know, you can, you perhaps read in a bit too much, but yeah, you just, um, you can think, oh, there's a slight connotation to something they said there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a slight cool. hidden meaning. Yeah. But yeah, you don't know, you don't know. Um, 
but yeah, obviously, you know, we're disappointed, very disappointed. But um, it, the it's we're incredibly proud of getting that star. Nobody can ever take that away from us. Yeah. Like we we achieved that. It's not me. It was me, Laura Gibbo, that yeah. achieved that together, and we've retained it for that amount of time. Um, yeah, incredibly proud, biggest achievement ever. But still, it doesn't define us. 100%. We know our, we set our standard. We know our standard. Yeah. And we know how good we are. Mm-hmm. Uh, and aside from, you know, little day-to-day errors or whatever that all restaurants make, there's no issues with our systems, our processes and mm-hmm. and stuff. So Yeah, there's not know, been a big change no. or something, you know, something's not disrupted anything. Yeah. And um, it's, you know, we've never been a slave to Michelin either. Mm-hmm. It's like something that has been great for us, great for me personally, great for great for the guys um but you know never been a slave to it and hung on to it and mm. you know i think moving forward we approach this in the same way we yeah. we always did before it's not like a right we must have a michelin star it, it's always been about the restaurant creating great food yeah, and yeah. you know reminding yourself that there's a reason we got into this industry and that wasn't for Michelin, if you're mm-hmm. honest with yourself, like when yeah. I was 10 and wanted to be a chef, I never heard of it. Yeah. Even at 16, I didn't know anything about it really. Oh, sure. Until I went to college and started watching Boiling Point. And, but I'd already made the decision. And so all of us really get into this for other reasons. The Michelin is is a, a mega bonus that yeah, a you know, not many places achieve. Really. That was one of the first things I thought actually when you messaged me about it the other day. And after, I was just shocked, I was so shocked anyway. Um, but then I was thinking, you know, we've done so many podcasts now and spoken to so many other chefs and to your credit, like consistently, you've always said like, at no point did you and Laura or you and the team ever sit down and go, right, how are we going to get a Michelin star? That was never an objective. No, It's a healthy byproduct of just trying to make a successful restaurant with unbelievable, unbelievable fucking tasty food. Exactly. And, And it's a great thing if it happens, but if it's not, it's not the end of the world either. It's just focus on the food that comes first mm. and then a star might come. And yeah. that, why would that philosophy change whether you have one or not? Exactly. Cause we've yeah. maintained that philosophy of, you know, really focusing on our food, our product, our service throughout. We're not like, God, we've got this star. We have to defend it now. Yeah. Um, you defend it indirectly by just focusing on what you deliver to mm-hmm. your guests that still have the same high expectations of what you're going to deliver. Um, so that doesn't change. Nothing essentially changes. You know, we'll look at everything we do like we do anyway and just, um, you know, we'll, you know, just, we'll just keep improving and keep getting better. But, you know, I'd, I'd genuinely like to say that the the food now is much more consistent than when I was 100% in the kitchen. Yeah. And I didn't come saying, out more last year. It was before that. You've been really. saying that to me for the last year. Yeah. Maybe. maybe last six months, especially, you've been like, honestly, it is more consistent now than it's ever been. Yeah. And you came, I think we joked about it on the pod as well, but you came with, with Hayley and your sister. Yeah. Was it like last summer? May? Yeah. June yeah. and you'd said it was like probably the best meal you'd had here yeah. and you know I was upstairs that yeah. night the guys Laura was looking after it downstairs and th- that was music to my ears because that's what you want mm-hmm. as a restaurateur that you know if you're not yeah. directly in it yeah. you know you can you be said but you know our, our, we have more staff than those, those early days we were cooking great food and it was three of us in the kitchen and you know we were in the shit all the time it, not in a bad way but it was just we're getting through the day and just cooking on the hop and it was great, fun times, but you can't survive like that forever. Yeah. Um, 
you put systems and uh, processes in place, which we have now. We have more staff. Uh, we have a much better restaurant after refurb. So we are better. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you've got to look past that. You know, and it took a bit to sort of think positively because it has really not me personally. Yeah, man, like, I, I completely understand that. Yeah. Really, yeah. And I think more than it would have, like, there's other stuff going on that you know about that I can't talk about. So yeah. there's other issues that I think have just made this feel a lot worse for me yeah, personally. Sure. It's just a t- timing thing as well, isn't it? Yeah. Timing is always the bitch of a lot of these things when it's like two things come along at once or something and that makes it, mm. that does make it really hard. Yeah, and it's like, it's like, oh, you know, you just, you I absorb these things personally. Yeah. I think I'm in a much better place to deal with it personally now. Yeah. A few years ago, I would have really struggled with this, yeah. you know, because it goes straight to your self-esteem, which has always been my biggest issue, so. Mm. Well, fair play for you for saying that. And to be honest, I did think about that when I was talking to Hayley about it. I was like, I'm so glad in a way that if this was to ever happen, it's happened to you now not, yeah not a couple of years ago because yeah. i know you can take it yeah do you know what i mean i can yeah because i know how to handle it i just would yeah. have no it would have been awful yeah beforehand yeah. yeah absolutely and like i mean it just goes without saying anyway because we all know this but like how many of my favorite restaurants in the uk don't have a star yeah yeah do you yeah know what i mean like exactly. it's just that's just how it is and obviously it's always different when you've had one and now you don't so it's because it's that way around that it feels weird yeah but when you think to that time before you got a star here and how reputable the food was and how mm. people's reactions to it. All of that won't change. You know, all yeah. of those things, the standards are still there. And I'm always one for a sporting analogy, but it's like being a big NBA fan, this next week is all-star weekend. Yeah. And I was thinking like, in the NBA, there's like 450 full-time players and they're the best in the world. Mm. Only 24 become all-stars. Yeah. But all of them are, are fucking the best basketball players in the world. Yeah. And it's similar with you with this. It's like, yeah, the cherry might not be on the cake right now, but mm. fucking cake is fucking delicious. Yeah. And yeah. that's, and, and that, nothing will change in that regard. Yeah. I, 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 I had a sort of a sporting philosophy, uh, sporting analogy myself when I was talking about it and just trying to get my head around it, I think, and um, speaking to the guys and people outside of the industry that are aware of its importance and its power. Um, I was saying how, you know, you could, you know, if you're a footballer, right, you're in your play in the UK and your dream is to win the Premier League. Yeah. You don't win the Premier League every single year. Yeah. You, you might win it, say, three times in a career, and that's incredible. One yeah. time is amazing. Yeah. Um, and then sometimes it's just, I mean, you're in the top or less than 1% just being a Premier League player. Mm-hmm. But there's such a different dynamic to Michelin. You win a Michelin star, you can't just be like, I've done that. Yeah. Like in a lot of industries, you win an award, you've won that award. Yeah, sure. You don't win it again. Yeah. But this, you have to keep doing it every year and every year. And then I think sometimes we just look at it negatively. Like we've had it for five years plus, and then we've lost it. So now we look at it, oh, you've lost a Michelin star, but no, you've no. won it fucking five times. No, it's so true. We've talked about the Premier League five before, years like, in a row. Re- retaining is almost undervalued. Yeah. Do, do you know what I mean? It's mm. almost, it's not celebrated as much as it maybe should be because you have won it five times. You've not won it once and you've just kept it in the cabinet. It's been like, yeah. you have to win every year. That is fucking hard. Yeah. And you just have to keep going until you stop. And it's almost like, well, how's that? How's that a failure? Yeah. How is it's that not, a failure? No, it's not at all. You're it, right. It's not. You wouldn't you wouldn't say that about football. Maybe Arsenal last year because they they didn't <laughs> they didn't not win. They they lost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um but uh yeah, like 
you just you wouldn't say if if Man City don't win the Premier League this year, but then do next year, you wouldn't say they failed or they lost it this so year. So true. Yeah. So they just didn't win it. Yeah. Do, do you know? Hundred percent. There was a famous thing last year with uh, one of the best basketballers in America called Giannis Antetokounmpo he's from Greece. They won the championship, and then the next year they finished like they got knocked out in the semis or something. Mm. And an interviewer said exactly that in the press conference. They said. Um, so, you know, how big a failure do you consider this year? And he was like, it's, we haven't failed at all. Yeah. No, we've not won. Yeah. But we've not failed. Yeah. Like only one team can win in, in that scenario. Yeah. So it's like, you know, we still have thrived. We've achieved a bit of luck, a bit of this, bit, mm. but we're not failing because we are turning up every day, trying to get better every day. Mm. That's not failing. No. And it's like, that was quite controversial at the time because not many sports I, people I remember say, it. I remember the press conference. Yeah, yeah. 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 And it's very similar. And I, I think it's important to look at it like that sometimes because, you know, as chefs, perfectionists, mission star chefs, whatever, <laughs> we, you know, you do beat, beat on yourself and you can look at this as failure, but you've got to look at the whole picture, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. And, you know, we've still got a great restaurant. Still got a great restaurant. You, know, you don't become a bad chef overnight. Absolutely. Great restaurant, great potential and future. Like there's, or you've got, you're still young really in respect to all this yeah and you've only owned a, you haven't even owned a restaurant 10 years like no. it's we look at some of the people up on the stage the other day who have been there for a long long time like you're in relatively early in your sort mm, yeah. of career yeah. and you've already achieved so much so who, who knows what's to come next yeah and you know you sum it up yourself i was spent a lot of time sort of thinking over this as well and you know every is it almost a bit of a cliche to say now but every successful person's failed yeah um and i've I've achieved a lot in this uh, career, but I've probably failed more times than I've succeeded. Yeah. yeah. So when you when you sum it up, so true. I think everyone must. I mean, it's like um, another basketball one. Uh, Michael Jordan is uh, is arguably the most famous basketballer ever. Like mm. most people have heard of him. Even yeah. Heard of but no one has missed more shots in the history of basketball than Michael Jordan. Yeah. So. On paper, you'd say, well, he must be one of the worst players, but we all talk of him as the GOAT. And it's because he wasn't scared of those failures. Yeah. He wasn't scared of missing. And some players, they might miss a few times and go, I'm just going to keep passing now because I can't keep missing. But he was so undeterred by missing, he would just yeah. shoot again and again. And it just didn't matter. Yeah, and um, the, you know, it's uh, it's another cliche, but it's one of my favourite sayings is, you know, you you miss every shot you don't take. Yeah. You've, and again, as, as chefs, like, you know, not saying a Michael Jordan, but mm. he put himself out there to fail, to yeah. go wrong, to be criticised. And yeah. you don't achieve anything if you don't do that. You 100%. know, we, we do, we put our, you know, our, our personalities, our craft, everything out there on social media to be criticised by customers, um, to be criticised by the guides, everyone we put ourselves out there in this incredibly vulnerable position yeah, it really is to be teared down and obviously it gets to you sometimes but you've got it's to understandable you know you don't you don't achieve if you don't do that yeah if you don't put yourself out there yeah 100%, you know to man. be torn down you just you've got to accept that yeah almost. and and you take solace in all the people around you i mean i like friends family in everyone's careers when you have setbacks or, you, or things that annoy you or whatever you you lean on those people and we've talked about it loads on the podcast because the network of people you you have within the industry mm. i can imagine all the people you know tony and you know adam and all the people you'd have spoken to about this that would have just been so great to chat to and rely yeah upon, it's you know. been honestly gotta say it's a reminder of how incredible this industry can be yeah um and like me and laura were just talking about it and we've both had 
an incredible amount of you know messages and phone calls um which is quite heartwarming really and mm -hmm. it, it's not not that people weren't just saying oh, i'm really sorry to hear that there was another level to it which yeah. just made it feel really genuine it was like a um i'm shocked yeah like, i cannot believe this or you know I just gutted to not see you here tonight. You should be here. Yeah. You know, they, yeah, or yeah. they've got it wrong. All those kind of things that are reassuring. And, you know, if if they didn't value us as yeah. much, it probably would have just been a, I'm really sorry to hear that. Like, so true. Yeah. They've specifically added those layers on yeah. to it. So the support is it's been incredible, really. Yeah, that's and so nice. A lot of these people close to me in the industry know the other issues that I've got going on at the moment. So, you know, the, the support's been amazing. Yeah, that's great. I knew it would be. Yeah. So that's lovely to hear. Mm. Um, just lastly, I guess on the on the Michelin stuff, because it would be sort of remiss of us not to talk about it, but I specifically wanted to uh, to sort of address a theme. Yeah, oh yeah, I wanted to as well. That I'm is, so happy for that. That is amazing. Incredible. Like, I can only imagine his little face just beaming when he found out that he got yeah. two because that is an unbelievable achievement, isn't it? Yeah, and I watched it live. I wasn't going to because yeah. like, I was sort of feeling sorry <laughs> yeah. for myself. And I was like, no, no, I want to watch it because yeah. I've got a lot of friends there and yeah. I'd want to see, I want to see them achieve. Of course, yeah. You know, I really do. I don't have any bitterness about anyone else doing it because yeah. of what's happened to yeah, us. No. Um, and I was so happy. Like genuinely that night I was like, wow, that, that feels amazing. I felt yeah. good yeah, like yeah. for him. He's a brilliant bloke, brilliant chef and it's a great restaurant. He deserves everything. Yeah, it's such a great place. And yeah, I mean, I we went to a theme 23 years ago now. Mm. It's got one star then, but it was just such a, unique and incredible experience beautiful inside mm. but like had that refinement of really fine dining but still like that, that like beautiful like umptuous indian like i don't know what it, do you know what i mean like mm. that sort of like authenticity as well it wasn't just like re so refined it yeah, was unrecognizable it was like a balance of both it's so yeah good. and there's nothing like um there's never been anything like cliche or, or yeah. tacky it's just yeah. everything is well produced the spicing is incredible yeah his knowledge for that yeah and his knowledge is the, next level you know the authenticity in the background of the dishes is incredible as well yeah fair play to actar big shout out to him we love to have him on the podcast you can go back and listen to that episode from one of the previous series and also lastly just the lebbury then yeah Three. yeah i mean fuck i know <laughs> yeah and, and you're happy for them as well i don't know brett that well um yeah. I hung out with him last year at the GQ Awards and he's probably just one of the most passionate chefs mm. you'll ever meet just about his produce and his knowledge of his produce and like we had a few drinks and he was showing me all the pictures of all his all his cattle all his deer everything wow. and every single animal the detail he yeah. knows that and tom spensley who works for him are yeah known for a bit as well he's a great guy yeah. really talented chef and they've, they've got a great team there people have been saying for years even before the lockdown because they closed for a long time during the lockdown and reopened i think it was only the start of last year or the end of the year before they looked quite oh, a while right. yeah. Yeah, yeah um they got a team together like so people were saying before covid that it was three star worthy so yeah yeah no it's nice it's you know you it's nice when the good guys win yeah oh, you know absolutely. What I mean? like yeah, actors yeah, yeah. and brett and stuff like a like people's that. champion like a chef chef sort of thing exactly yeah yeah exactly that's, that's so awesome shout out to everyone that did well the other day and uh let's talk about some food now yeah, yeah. done a lot of eating over the last couple of weeks uh where do you yeah. want to start you we I, I wanted to quickly ask you about hambo because i went to the one in worcester a few months ago yes and, and mentioned it on here but you went to the one in birmingham the other day yeah 
because you said they had one in Birmingham. Yeah. I think and that's the only two they got. I think it's just one there, one in Worcester, one in Birmingham. Yeah, I think, I think yeah. so. Yeah, cool place. Um, no, we just went because. Um, so Marie's daughter was a gig in um, Digbeth. Yeah. So Marie was like, "Oh, well, custom factory was it?" Um, near there, yeah, yeah. near there. Yeah, um, not not quite there though. Yeah. Some YouTuber I've never heard of. <laughs> yeah. New- so I was like, "Who's this band?" Well, it's a YouTuber. I'm like, oh right, of course. God, fuck, that is <laughs> mental, isn't it? I think that bands like in the old days, bands used to just have to play pubs and clubs and put flyers on. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, or try and go to the local radio station to get them to play their music to get heard. And now, obviously, yeah. people just film themselves in their bedroom doing it. Yeah, fucking mental. Um, <laughs> yeah, so she said, oh, we, we needed to pick her up at, at like 10. So we just went a bit earlier and got, mm. got some food over there before. And she said, oh, it was a handbow. And she'd yeah. heard how much you rated it yeah, yeah, yeah. on the pod. Yeah, cool place. And yeah, it's great. Was food, it? was, food was lovely. Really burgers nice. are great. Really, really, really good burger, good. wasn't it? You yeah, they're all up there. The There's so many burger places now and smash burger ones. And a lot of them just don't hit the mark. Yeah. But theirs are really good. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I was so impressed. Mm. It was proper indulgent. I can't remember the name of what I had, but it was in a donut. So yeah, a little bit of icing on. Yeah, was what lovely. was that like? Because I was contemplating having that, but I remember the same time I just wanted their standard burger to sort of gauge it. You did, yeah. And you know I mean? uh, Marie had that. She loved it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, but was yeah, it, we, yeah, was it, so it was just the balance of the sweetness? Because I was just worried that it'd be a bit, after a few mouthfuls, I'd be like, wow. Yeah, it wasn't overly sweet. There's a little bit, a little bit of icing on it and some hundreds wow. of thousands. Really? <laughs> just a few, oh, that yeah. Is, that is cool. Though. But it was just enough sweetness because there was a lot of bacon and stuff on to balance oh, yeah, sweet course. and salty. A, yeah, a bit like that sort of maple syrup pancakey vibe where it's yes. like, it works with the meat yeah yeah lovely no it's good it's good yeah other end of the spectrum in terms of refinement though hospital road yes it is it's it's one of them and i think i've spoke about stuff like this on the pod where there's been well obviously i mentioned it with gav rosh it's like these legendary restaurants like i've never been to hospital road and it's one you take for granted always there like i did with gav rosh and it was like it's closing fuck i need to go Mm. you know because i missed out on the original noma and No, there'll be other restaurants I missed out on. I'm just, yeah, just shame I never yeah, went. So, yeah, yeah. Um, no, I went with Andy from Away with Media, the book publisher, mm-hmm. um, and Michelle, who's his partner, who yeah. does uh, the book. So the three of us went, and yeah, in- incredible food. Like the the food is incredible. It's a lovely little part of London. I've never really been down that street. It's really yeah, quiet, sure. okay. really nice. Um, so we had like it's like their chef's table, but it's in the bar next to the kitchen. Mm-hmm. So the chefs serve it all. And Kim was Kim was there. She was serving most of the food. Wow. And yeah, the execution of the food is second to none. It's, really? it's all technically beautifully produced food. Yeah, 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 some lovely dishes, nice wine, and yeah, services just on point really because obviously it's been long established are there particular do they do that thing where it's like there's a couple of dishes that have never changed or, uh, or they, do, they, they do, the- do in the restaurant but not for us it was more of a it was a surprise menu for us on the oh, chef's table wow. yeah okay so i kind of want to go back to have some of the classics yeah, like you know is langostine ravioli and stuff like that. i can't remember whether we've spoke about this before but it seems more places are doing that sort of thing where like when they're a bit more, they've been around for a long time. And they've got like famous dishes. They almost mm. have like a signature tasting menu. Yeah, and then a like seasonal one. Yeah, one you know I mean? seasonal like, or one where or, they can just yeah. evolve and move with the times. Yeah, I think it's yeah, a yeah. it's a clever way of doing it because yeah, you don't, yeah. you know, you go and watch. I know if Oasis was still playing, you want to hear their classics. Then yeah, I was just thinking songs. that. It's like, do I want to hear like the best of the Beatles or like their latest album? Is almost like the equivalent of choosing yeah. between the two. Do you and know what I mean? It's like they'll get a mix of fans, new fans coming on board who want new music, and you got the old ones that want yeah. the, the classics, and you have to deliver those classics. So I think when you're a restaurant, that's an institution like Hospital Road. Yeah. 
they have to have yeah, those. It's what they're about, but they still have that room for yeah. sort of evolution and development and, you know, yeah. new techniques and different ingredients. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's, uh, you know, like bands that, you know, they they say, oh, you know, I hate that song. Like their most famous song, like, I fucking hate that song. You need to put, it's like, yeah, but at the time you wrote it, you must have liked it and you put it out there. Like, yeah, yeah. things have moved on, but I think that they're so quick to dismiss the thing that made them famous in the first place. Yeah, I think, I, I think that's you part of being that a, a bit because yeah. that's how a lot of people... You know, I think it's part of being a creative. You want to keep yeah. moving and you're like, course, no, I'm yeah. done with that because yeah, I've yeah. performed it fucking loads of times. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's different. Like, you know, you yeah. buzz off a song. But do you remember, um, you know, when we did the film reviews, mm. Chef, Yeah. Um, they, his, the owner of the restaurant said to him, if you go see his stones, you'll want to hear the hits. Yeah. And he got slated for doing his classic dishes, yeah, he did. didn't he? And, yeah, you're and right. Le- left the restaurant. Yeah. And he, he had this whole creative side that he couldn't show. Yeah. Who was it? Was it Dustin Hoffman who was the restaurant manager? Yeah, was it was. Like, you go see his stones, you want to hear the hits. Yeah, that is so true. Forgot yeah. about that. Not completely right. Yeah. It's, 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 it's a balance. It is a balance, yeah. Because mm. oh, you, you go to, for argument's sake, you go to Waterside Inn. I've never been, but that's another one that's on my list that yeah. I want to go because I need to go, mm-hmm. sort of thing. Um, but they, as far as I'm aware, their menu is the menu and it's based on the food they've always done. Yeah, they yeah. don't have, you know, these two things going on. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. but Ramses doesn't stand out like a sore thumb, like, God, that's old and that's not. It does feel like it works in unison mm-hmm. yeah nice uh, so i'm yeah so jealous i'm sure that was an amazing experience um what else we got oh we've got quite a bit of correspondence so i'm going to do some of these before we do top fives yeah i've uh, got some reviews one from alan who said five stars just a brilliant listen perfectly relevant always love paul's professional professionalism knowledge and sense of humor professionalism don't Ooh. get that often no i was about to say what the fuck laura's laughing Have you over this um, <laughs> uh, another one here from Leroy who says five stars my favourite podcast I've always loved the pod I was lucky enough to come to one of Paul's pasta masterclasses ah, upstairs yes. at yep. Salt it was so cool to sit in the room where the podcast is recorded the masterclass was so good too keep up the good work guys very sweet we do have um, on the 17th of Feb as well a little plug, plug. Yep, we nice. have got a couple of spaces on the pasta masterclass there Beauty. where you get a book and I'll go through some dishes and pasta techniques with you. Nice. What was the date again? 17th of Feb. 17th of Feb. Love it. Uh, another one here from Robert says, I uh, think I just left a five-star review on the show as you guys deserve it, but not really sure how this thing works. Dedicating um, dedicating your time each week is amazing. Always a good listen. Genuinely like a chat with mates on my journeys to work. Very sweet, Rob. And then another one from Josh who says, listen from the very start, a great range of guests and such good insight into the hospitality industry. Often go back to binge the earlier series, love Paul's boiling, boiling point stories and can't wait for them to return in the new, <laughs> new series, Josh. That's great. Someone said the other day that they, uh, could we get every boiling point from them all and release a podcast of just all the boiling points. <laughs> that would be quite good. It would. We that were just could, talking about the best really of album. Bad, the best just, of album yeah. versus the, do you know what I mean? Like roll out the hits. If you listen to an hour of them, I could look like an absolute terror. <laughs> yeah, that would be some therapy but to yeah, listen to all yeah. those in a row. Uh, maybe not, I don't know. Um, right, let's do some top five shall we get on to the important the bit the bit that everyone's been waiting for on today's <laughs> podcast my top five pies yes <laughs> uh right i've got a couple of sort of honorable mentions here but uh interesting to get your take on this i didn't put any rules in place for like mm. savor or sweet i've just gone whatever is a pie is a pie yeah okay. yeah cool so uh honorable mention too because i i really like a good one but there are bad ones 
fish pie. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I do really like a fish pie, but if you go to a, maybe a, a pub that shouldn't be serving one, <laughs> yeah, it can be fucking bad. Yeah, uh, like, it yeah, just has with... an odd smell to it. There's a clagginess to it. Some fish and is way the... more overcooked than other bits of if fish. If the mash is wrong and yeah. sloppy, it's it, there's a lot of margin for error. I think in a fish pie, huge amounts of margin for error. Yeah, it, like you don't fish. want like you needed you need to be able to differentiate the texture of the potato and the sauce at the bottom. Exactly. If they're merging into one, like you've oh, made it, me a potato fishy it, soup. It's what yeah, it's one yeah. of the most horrible, unsatisfying things to eat if it's yeah. bad. And that's why it was like it's honourable mention because fat bad ones. Do you like cheese on it or not? Oh, always. Do you? Yeah. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. Well, obviously you don't. No, yeah. but I still find the concept weird. I get why people would put it on maybe yeah. a cottage pie or something, but no, I always on a would, dish yeah. one, that's fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. It's very odd, but I'd always have it. Uh, so yeah, that's an honourable mention. And then another honourable mention, just because I haven't had these loads, but I think there's definitely a place for it. And, and you'll probably be able to guess where. A chicken balti pie. Oh, yeah, at the football. At the football. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. great. Yeah, and it's like sometimes they're dead, like room temperature when you bite into them. You're like, should oh. I be concerned? Yeah. Sometimes a bit squirts out and you get third degree burns on your cheek. <laughs> yeah, it's hotter than the sun. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that, exactly that. But but then also out of context, I think, no, never would choose one. No, you wouldn't. I don't think I'd ever. Pick. It has to be at the football on a cold day. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, I'm never having one ever. No, <laughs> I've seen them now and again at a chip shop. Yeah. And if I'm having a pie at a chip shop, it's chicken and mushroom. Yes. But. I, I, yeah, I wouldn't ever order a bottle pie unless it's at the football. Yeah, you're yeah, right. That's, exactly that. Yeah. That's what is an honourable mention. Bottle pie and there, there, there is room. There is room for it, but mm. I, just at the football. Fair. Okay, so top five. Here we go. Number five, pork pie. Banger. Yeah, Absolute it's a banger. banger pie. It? It's just a, a, a crowd pleaser. Yeah. Um, great for spreads, for birthdays, for whatever, or just little snacks like share between you. Just yeah. cut up into quarters. Yep. Love the bit of jelly around it. I mm. like mine quite coarse. Yeah, yeah, a bit of texture. Yeah, a bit of texture. Don't too. like a smooth like mince in there. Yeah, yep. yeah. And then the pastry not too thick. Again, it's that balance of it between. Because mm. again, you can have bad ones where you're just like, oh no, it's too. Yeah. You almost end up leaving a wedge of pastry on the side. You know, at like the bottom. Yeah. The corners almost around the bottom edge. They can all sometimes be too thick. Yeah. Great. And good with little bits of pickle or chutney or a little bit of mustard. Piccalilli, or, yeah. Yeah. Oh, there's loads you can have with it. Yeah. Salad cream. Yeah. Yeah, great. anything acidic. But yeah, it's one of them that if I have them, I never make it out the kitchen. It's like I'm in there and I'm cutting it and eating it on the chopping oh, yeah, board. It's I really never, hard, that's yeah, it. and I'm spreading on it and I'm like, <laughs> I've got a plate out there. I didn't need to. Yeah, that's <laughs> so true. I don't, I've never made one from scratch. Ah, I right. Yeah. I haven't for a while, but yeah. I used to do them at. At Mallory Court for Christmas, like mm. the oh, Christmas yeah. night, we're making big pork pies for the buffet. That's so nice. Yeah, yeah, very nostalgic as well because it's like my it's like my dad's favourite thing, pork pies, oh, and yeah. he's from Lincolnshire, so the Melton Mowbray pork pie, of course, synonymous with the area. So he like grew up on pork pies. Yeah, and it's his favourite thing. So like, if I'm ever like little, I'm um, going to see dad this afternoon for a cup of tea. I might, I'll pick up a pork pie. Oh, and he'll like, fucking love a pork pie. Like, you'll, you'll love it. For a long so. time, it was one of my favourite things to eat. Yeah. 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 Nice. And isn't the Lancashire one, I don't know much. That's different, isn't it? It's like hot. Lancashire pork pie. Yeah, it's different. I don't, I don't know, really. Know. I know idea. I'm a, I like you, I'm out of Mowbray style, yeah, yeah, proper yeah. pork pie. I have to have a look, but I'm sure a Lancashire one is different. You should look into that. I have yeah. no idea. I don't even know that that was a thing. Yeah, I think it is. Nice. Pork pie, number five. Number four, I've gone... Mince pie. Oh, right, okay. Um, just great at Christmas. Class, yeah. They are great. 
lovely pastry when they're done wet, like I love, nice love short buttery pastry. Short, yeah, really buttery. Mm. Great, great, just cold with something, but great hot with some ice cream, or yeah. something like that as well. Like quite versatile, mm. but it's all the you know all the flavors of Christmas. Like it's just it sums it all up perfectly. But it's mm. just so you know a good one, a little bit of booze in there. Nice. It's just a classic. Clotted cream with it sometimes. Oh, yeah. 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 Opening up the, the lid, popping it in, making it into a sandwich. That's the way. Is that? <laughs> yeah. So you, like, you warm it up, you lift the lid off, that's you put clever. your clotted cream in, lid back on. Oh, bite that's... It. It's just the best way. Marie showed me that. It's Would it be class. impossible for me to go to a supermarket tomorrow and buy a mince pie? I think you might struggle. Yeah. Well, they get the Christmas stuff out early, don't they? So. Yeah, no, I know. But like, I think it, would it actually be impossible for me to find one right now? Uh, I don't know. No, probably not. They might have some out of the back because they'd still be in date. <laughs> I'm a weird, quite like February, yeah. go and ask someone. Yeah. On I bet loads of people have got some in their cupboards still. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Oh, they last a while, don't they? I think. Yeah, if they're unopened, they, they can do. Yeah. Yeah, but okay, I love a mince pie. So that's number. That's number nice. four. Okay, number three, another sweet one. Um, and this, I mean, you could have this. Is a, it's in the world of like crumbles and stuff. But I'm going apple and blackberry. Okay, pie. nice. Yeah. So I wanted like a sweet pie that you could like, you know, one of those deep dish ones. Yeah. But it's sort of American style almost, those sorts of pies. Yeah. Um, but I love that sort of thing with a, you know, a latticey top. Nice. You no, know, again, the pastry's key yeah. to all of these, really, to all the good pies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, but yeah, great with custard or ice cream. Just a lovely, I'd just never be disappointed with that. Yeah. An apple and blackberry pie. And nah, I love, just, love banger, just apple, yeah. but just that bit of like extra sort of bit tart fruit. Yeah yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nice. Apple and blackberry. Right, number two. Um, one of my favourites. I don't have this enough at home, but shepherd's pie. Yeah. I love shepherd's pie. I like a nice shepherd's pie. It's great. And again, a really good one. It's just like so, it's just the ultimate comfort food. It is. Um, what, again, do have, what, do you, what do you have with it? With it, just tend to have some veg on the side. Yeah, just some greens. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but we rarely have it. Like, Esme is, for some reason, ridiculously offended by it. Like, gets upset if it's available. Ethan loves it. Wow. Esme cannot stand it. Last time, I did it once because Ethan requested it. Because Esme always requested dinners and Ethan just keeps quiet. Um, And then uh, Ethan requested shepherd's pie and she had liked it ages before. Yeah. God, she was not happy. What the fuck? Yeah, she was offended. Is it the lamminess or is it? I don't know. She just she just decided she wasn't eating it. Wow. And you know, I can make a nice shepherd's pie. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Ethan was just silent, just yamming it down. Oh, but I'll always do it. I'll have braised meat and the how mince fr- in I there never as well. About that, but how frustrating when you've got two kids and one of them loves it, and one hates it. It's like yeah. fuck's sake. I know. <laughs> just, I've got one of you on side. I need the other. <laughs> Such a good winter dinner. <laughs> it's yeah. great. Yeah, I fucking love it. Um. Yeah, some broccoli and peas, that sort of vibe. Yeah. What when you're making this? It starts off in a fairly bolognese world. With yeah, sort of. I'll always do some braised meat in it, so you have uh, the texture oh, of the, the shredded chunks. meat or tr- like shredded or, chunks, like okay. texture, and never just mince. Right. So you have both. Yeah, nice. Um, and then I'm sure actually I'm on James Martin this Saturday. James did a. I did it. Shepherd's pie. What, I did it with him, yeah. What other, are you putting like any like Worcestershire sauce in there? I don't tend to do like... Worcestershire sauce. I do that in a cottage pie. Uh, okay. I think I might have put a little bit in. Um, I'll kind of change the recipe yeah. each time. Sometimes, depending on how I'm feeling, I'll make it a little bit more tomato-y. Yeah. Sometimes it'll be more stock-based like, yeah. um, or, or um, like, like in that sort of richer vein. Um, but I do like it sometimes quite tomato loads of herbs in there. Yeah. A lot of veg through it, thyme and rosemary, garlic, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. But it's very adaptable in that sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's so true. 
And um, I was thinking a bit like, you know, like Massimo Bittura's famous corner of the lasagna. Yeah. My favourite bit of the shepherd's pie is the bit around the edges of the casserole dish. Mm, that where, to the edges. Yeah, they stick to the edges, but it's, it's sort of where the mince meets the mash. Ah, uh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So then it goes yeah. that extra sort of crispy brown. Yeah, crispy, the, chewy. Yeah. Fucking love that. Right. You could just sell that. Yeah. Me. I'd love it. So yeah, shepherd's pie. Then number one. Um, interested ones. This is, yeah, it's a, it's boring in terms of like it's it would be one of the most popular pies there is. It's a savory one. Yeah, but it's like if you go if I go to my local pub, this is one of my mo- like go to like the Berlin well food. Mm. Oh, this is one of my go tos. Steak ale, steak and ale pie. Ah, banger! I'm yeah. so glad you said steak and ale, not steak and kidney. No, never. Steak kidney is disgusting. No, it's too much. It's disgusting. Too much. Yeah, 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 I no, can't. No, not not into that. The smell. Yeah. yeah, steak and ale is a banger. My mum used to make a great one when I was yeah. a kid. Yeah. And again, the chunks, mm. the big chunks of the meat. But then I do, some people don't want, but I, I do want, as I part it, for the gravy to sort of fall out. I don't want it to go like water. I don't want it to no, piss. No, no. I don't want it to piss itself. You want it to ooze like a fondant almost. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I want it to come out there and then sometimes, I'll, you know, mash on the side with greens, sometimes yeah. chips in a pub. Like mm. it's versatile, but that... A steak and ale pie in an English pub is just a ritual that should never die. Exactly. I'm very passionate about it. I I think they're amazing. And you can use, like, you know, good bitters. You can use um, Guinness or any stouts, really. Yeah, exactly. Depending on what you want. But, yeah, it's a proper wintry. And it's nice if you have... There's different ways you can do it, but if you have a short pastry base and a puff pastry top... Oh, yeah. So you get different texture. Oh, yeah, I love that. Yeah. Big fan of that. Because puff pastry, I think, does... When it soaks up the gravy in a different sort of way, doesn't it? I really yeah. love that. So I put your know, puff pastry lid with a short crust side and bottom. Mm. Yeah, I'm into that. Yeah. But yeah, and it's just so like, I don't know, there's something about, it represents a pub in my mind. Mm-hmm. Like that steak and ale pie in a pub. It like, is. Yeah. It's like, like if, oh, I, yeah, if, I, got... if I owned a pub tomorrow and we were just doing like three starters, five mains, three desserts, that's on there straight away. Yeah. That, that oh, it is. Going on there. Like the pubs my mum and dad used to run, it was always on and my mum would make that. Um, there would always be, you know, the overpours of Guinness or whatever yeah. that go in and it'd yeah. be made every day. Yeah, u- utilising the waste is, yeah. So good. So good. So yeah, top five pies. There we go. Number five, pork pie. Number four, mince pie. Number three, apple and blackberry. Two, shepherd's pie. And one, steak and ale. Solid list. That that sounds like if you change the order, that each like a taster menu. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a pie-based tasting menu. You start with that, what? Pork pie, pie yeah. cold. And then shepherd's pie, then shepherd's steak pie, and then ale. steak and ale. Then I'd have mince pie, or maybe apple and blackberry, then mince pie with yeah, coffee. smaller apple berry, yeah. and then yeah, that's a fucking that's great a little five course. Idea up <laughs> At Christmas time or something like a fair private pie tasting. That's yeah, oh, fucking banging. Um, right, your top five next week. Okay, uh, I got a good one actually. I'm, oh, cool. I'm pleased with this. I want your top five ick factors in restaurants. Oh fuck. It's so like an ick factor that wow. you can do it from a customer's point of view or from a restaurateur's point of view, but it's those yeah. ick factors of like you oh, only you only no. want five. <laughs> <laughs> I know you'd have a few, but do you yeah. know what I mean by the ick factor? That's a good sort of like. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Cool. Something that so it could be away. it could be obviously very personal to you or something like you probably pick up on different stuff even as a customer yeah. going into places because of your insider knowledge. But mm. I just thought that'd be a good one. Ick factors. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, God, there's fucking loads already. There's loads. <laughs> Great. Cool. We'll do that right. next week. Yeah, uh, in the meantime, thanks so much for all your reviews. We had loads over the last couple of weeks. We really, really appreciate them. So thank you for doing that. 
please go on now. Five stars, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, rate and review, ask us a question, just like all those people did earlier, and we will always read them out. Uh, got more to talk about next week, because we've got so much ground to cover, including my trip to Morocco. Yeah, I can't wait to hear about that. Yeah, yeah. which was amazing. Food, a lot of tagine. Yeah. It's a sound stereotypical, but fuck me, there's a lot of tagine, yeah. isn't there? It's just everywhere is tagine. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we'll talk all about that uh, next week. Uh, in the meantime, wherever you're listening, thanks so much for joining us, and we'll see you soon. Yeah, see you later. so much for downloading the nightcap podcast we appreciate the support and we'd love to know that you are enjoying the pod and now you can become a proud member of the nightcap podcast tribe along with our weekly catch-ups and up-and-coming series with more amazing guests we've created some bespoke nightcap podcast clothing which you can get online now we've teamed up with our friends at t-mill to create t-shirts and hoodies in various sizes colors and fits for both men and women yeah we chose t-mill for several reasons they make these clothes with 100 percent natural materials using organic materials that are better for the environment they use the sun and wind to power the production of these products plus they will send you your order in packaging made from plants not plastics and the best thing is they look great and they feel great you can just tell their quality so there's no knockoff merch here yeah it's as simple as this go to thenightcap.tmill.com that's thenightcap.tmill.com to order your nightcap podcast merch now